You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. There are two characters in the text. The the, uh, first character that I want to deal with is the first character mentioned, that being a son. The, The Hebrew word for son is actually a common name, Ben. Son in the text has, number one, the literal meaning, a child, a male child of parents. But it also has figurative meanings when it, when it comes to a son that are not only applicable to Males with females. I say it has figurative meanings that are not only applicable to males but also to females. First meaning, figuratively speaking, is the builder of the family name. The builder of the family name. Name in scripture represents one's character as well as one's destiny. Hence, Jesus' name means Savior. And when you see his character as well as his destiny in life, you see him saving. Matter of fact, his his character And his destiny is still taking place. Watch this. How many of us were saved by Jesus? So he lived up to his name. Now again, a son is the builder of the family name. What that says to us as sons of God, sons and daughters of God, is that we do not want to destroy the family name. We don't want to make the family name look bad. And I said we don't want to make the family name look bad. We are called Christians. That means we are to be Christ-like. So if we are sons of Christ or daughters of Christ, our character should exemplify such well, let's break it down a little more. If this is God's church, a place of refuge, you should have character that speaks in reference to what is being taught at a place of refuge. That should be your character. You're going to build the family name and not destroy it. 
when folks see you, they, they hear you talk, they, they see you do certain things, is not going to be in a destructive way to where they say things like, you know, she goes to that church over there on Refuge Way. Uh, they, they say that they such and such, but she sure don't act like that. Because if they see that and speak those words, it's saying about you that you are not building the family's name. You're not enhancing what should be enhanced. You're not strengthening what should be strengthened simply because you don't understand the significance of being a son or a daughter of a particular person. You have to understand it. You have to build the name of God. Build the name of refuge. Let folks see that your thoughts, your words, your deeds are in line with the written and revealed word of God. How many are understanding? It's very, very vital that we understand. Now, it's your choice. You can either enhance or destroy your father's name. Yeah, it's your choice. Let me show you something. Proverbs 10, go there with me. Proverbs 10 and 5. Notice the wording carefully. Still talking about the son. Ready? Proverbs 10 and 5. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes, help me. When you break the verse down, we would be correct in saying Now notice again, he who gathers in summer is a wise son. If you are productive, a person that works, you're wise. If you work and you're productive, you are a wise son. But on the other hand, when you consider the latter clause, if you sleep when you're supposed to be working, when you're supposed to be productive, you're making your daddy look bad. You're making your family look bad. Now this speaks volumes and, 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 it deal with, and it deals with different aspects of life. We have to put a mirror before ourselves and just simply ask the question, am I productive or unproductive? Do I gather or do I just sleep? When I see that something needs to be done, do I do it 
or remain idle. I'm either a wise son or a son that causes shame. I'm either a wise son or a son that causes shame. I don't feel like it, but it needs to be done. Yeah, but I just don't feel like it. See, because... A lot of folks that are sluggish don't feel like doing what they should do. And if you have to be told to do something what you should already know to do, you're just a lazy woman. I know it's Father's Day, but I got to talk a little about women too. How many understand? But, but notice, it's a choice. You can be wise or shameful. It's your choice. So I mean, understand the significance of being a son is wise and the meanings of a son. But now the second character in the text is a father. And we know from a literal standpoint, a father is just a parent of a child or children. But as I did with the son, I, I, I want to give you some figurative definitions or a couple of figurative definitions in reference to a father. Because as I stated before I even went to the text, we're in a day and time to where, sadly, literal fathers are not being the examples that they need to be. So therefore, we need figurative Fathers. We need, we need men that's going to be examples for young girls, young boys, even grown folk to follow. Because sometimes you can be 40, but you're still a child in character. Right? And so... A father, from a figurative standpoint, number one, is a person, specifically a male, that is in authority that someone is connected or attached to have a close relationship. And so you recognize the person as a father. That's my past. That's the relationship. Close relationship, even though we don't hang out Monday through Sunday. We close because of what I feed you. Daddy feeds his children. Right? That's what he should do. Feed his children. And so is it's a close relationship. Matter of fact, even, even when you consider 
from, from a theological as well as, well as from a uh, synonymous standpoint, father and pastor are related. That's the reason in the Catholic Church, which the way the Catholic Church is now is not the way it has always been. Catholic means worldwide. You, it was a time to where churches that really believed the scripture were deemed Catholic. But the Catholic Church chose to call people that operate to a degree as a pastor fathers. And so father and pastor, again, even when you look at synonyms of father, you'll see the word pastor. And so a pastor is considered a father because of the attachment that he has with the sheep. Shepherd, sheep. Shepherd, make sure sheep are fed. Shepherd, make sure sheep go from one pasture Chur to another pasture. You go from one green field to another green field. Why? In order for you to eat. Hence, Jeremiah 3 and 15, I will give you shepherds or pastors according to my heart. What are they going to do, Lord? They're going to feed the people with knowledge and understanding. Standing. Final figurative definition of a father is a principal person. Principal, a person that is essential and significant in another person's life. And some of us are to the point to where. You know you need a pastor. Now some folks don't consider a pastor significant or essential. But some of you know as a Christian the one thing you need is a pastor. And you don't know it just because you're intelligent. You know it because that's what the Bible says. And you recognize in scriptures like Ephesians 4 and 11 that God promised that he would give you pastors. And, and even the scripture I just used, Jeremiah 3 and 15, he promised he would give you pastors or a father. And so you look, at, you look at your pastor as a father and as a gift that is essential and significant. And James said in reference to a gift that comes from God, every good and every perfect gift is from him. Now, good, beneficial. A pastor is going to benefit you. So a pastor as a father is going to benefit you, number one. But also perfect. A pastor as a father is going to be suitable to the point to where he can help you fulfill your purpose, your destiny. How? By giving you what thus saith God. How many are understanding? 
Just, just want to get it, get these definitions out the way before I really deal with the text. But let's consider biblically a father. Let's just consider one one uh, verse, Proverbs three. Verse 12. Y'all holding on? Okay, good. Proverbs 3 and 12. For whom the Lord loves, he what? Keep holding on. Just as a? The son in whom he what? You're going to know if I, I like you. I delight in you. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. Notice he says that God will correct, but then he says a father that delights in a child will also what? Correct. He specifically says a son, but you know, son or daughter, he's going to what? Correct. So if I stop correcting you, I don't care about you. And, and sometimes God, like he did, Paul would say, look, don't you be overly concerned about brother so-and-so. Just let him go on doing what he's doing. Don't even, don't even try to correct him no more. Just take your hands off of him. You hear what I'm saying? But when you are corrected, told the truth. Because the truth does what? Make you free. And if the truth makes you free, that means it's going to deliver you, protect you, and cause you to prosper. But you never want to be to the point where God just takes his hand off of you. You never want that. Where, where you stop getting correction. Well, Pastor, I ain't going to be Okay. Hey, you ain't got to tell me no more. Just whatever you decide to do, you, you just do it. Now, sometimes you'll tell folks that because you don't want to micromanage them. But sometimes you tell that because God untold you, look, you need to take your hands off them. Now, God has never told me to do what he told Paul to do. He told Paul to turn some folk over to the devil for the destruction of the flesh. In other words, they were just headed down a, down a path where they were going to eventually die physically without him. But notice again, a father, a just father in particular, if, if he delights in you, He's going to correct you. And, and see, that, that's what we need even from literal fathers. You don't treat your son as, as your equal. That's your son. You correct your son. You, well, you know, I, treat, I try to treat my son like a man. Oh, that's your son. You correct your Son, because if you don't correct your son when your son get to the job, 
and the lead man starts to correct him. He going to get mad. Say or do something crazy. Get fired. And then that's going to be his pattern throughout life. Notice again, a father is going to correct you. Man, I went to pastor for such and such, and he telling me I need to do such and such. I just wanted to go to him and get an okay to what I was. No, you come to the wrong person. Because, he, because a true pastor, a father, is going to correct you. But then it'll get to the point to where it don't matter if you correct or not because they've, they've just got to the point to where they're just not going to listen. And God said, look, take your hand off. Well, what you want me to do about that? Just leave that alone. And that's a scary thing, especially when God won't even let you tell him that he done told you to take your hand off. And they just go on doing what they want to do, not knowing that you are completely at the will of God, even though you're telling folks you're in it. That's a sad way. Because if you get to the point to where you do not like your father to tell you truth, you're in a bad place. Look at the text. I'm still sticking to the text. This, this is tough. This is tough to receive in the flesh, but it's, but it's Bible. Lord have mercy. And when God take his hand off, folk, I don't want to hang with them, period. You never know what's going to happen to them. You, you with them. But notice again. Proverbs 3 and 12. For whom the father loves, he corrects just as a father the son in whom he what? Delights. That's the reason you tell your child the truth. Even if tears be streaming down their eyes, you still tell them the truth. If you know they don't need to go and they crying because you won't let them go, you, you get, get them tears out because you still ain't going. Why are you so tough? Because you're being a just father. And then sometimes parents get in debates. You know, the, the mama say you don't need to go. And then the daddy get the feeling sorry. You ought to just let him go. He been doing pretty good. Just let him go. No, stick to what is right. Stick to what is just. Because if you delight in your child, you're going to correct your child. Don't reward your child when your child don't need a reward. Don't y'all leave your hate me because I'm telling the truth. How many love the pastor still? Thank you so much. Let me go a little further. And so contextually, according to Proverbs 1 and 8, the father wanted the son to hear. And notice how, how he does this. Hill's instruction. 
got to understand this because, you know, if, if you are a father, you're going to have many instructions. You're going to have an instruction about the bed. Look, you need to make this bed up every day. About the trash. Look, every Tuesday, I need you to take out this trash. You're going to have instruction about the car you just you just. Gave them, look, I'm giving you this car, but I expect you to take care of it. You're going to have instructions about them coming in the house with them dirty shoes. Look, if you come in this house one more time with these dirty shoes, such, 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 such. You're going to have many instructions. But notice the wisdom of Solomon here. He said, here instruction one. Many instructions, but they are all united. One. And you know women give their children good tons of instruction. <laughs> but it's still just as a whole one. I'm giving you a whole lot of instructions, but they all came from me, so they're one. They're united. Ten instructions, but look at it as one because they're all United. I need you to hear. And see, we have to be careful because when it comes to a lot of dictionaries, when you get words like hear, we only think one thing, listen. And see, we, again, we can't be narrow-minded to think when it comes to hear, it just means to listen. Not from a biblical standpoint, because again, when we're hearing, we are hearing from God's word. Faith comes by hearing. and hearing the what? Now, what does faith do? Faith changes your life. And see, when, when, when we ought to hear, James had to break it down to uh, the people that had been scattered. And so he, he broke it down to the point to where he told them, don't just be a hearer, but a doer also. But see, biblically from Genesis to Revelation, when hear is mentioned, it means to listen in order to comply with the written and revealed will of God. It's just like, I, I done put this saw in your hand, but now I want you to listen because you need to know how to operate the saw. You got in your hand what you need, but now I need you to listen so you can use what I just put in your hand. You always listen to what your father or your pastor has to say. With the mindset to apply it to your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. You don't just come to church to leave and say, Pastor, show did teach today. No, you come to hear. So when you leave, you will be able to comply 
ought to start thinking, talking, and doing according to what has been said under the anointing of God. Because if, if it has been said under the anointing of God and, and you really hear it and put it into action, it's going to do two things. It's going to destroy whatever is trying to hold you back because the anointing destroys every yoke, but it's also going to free you in order for you to fulfill your purpose. Jesus said, I have been anointed to preach or to what? Fulfill my purpose. But it never would, but it never happens if you don't heed what's being put on your plate. Woo, say to your neighbor, don't just look at the plate. Eat what's on it. So you can be blessed in every aspect of your life. He wanted him hear listen and apply and you know in our day and time we, we, we got to be careful because the world got some sayings that, that, that and folks catch on to these sayings and they start using them and, and don't, not realizing that, that according to Proverbs 18 and 21 death and life are in what Power of the tongue. They, they get these sayings and stuff. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. You can't t- see. You, you're listening to the wrong thing. You're saying the wrong thing. When it comes to the word, you, you have to be like a newborn baby. You have to just... You, you notice when you take that ball and just that baby eyes can be closed, but when you take that ball, even a pacifier, and just put it to them close to them lips, they just start just reaching forward to get it. They even move their head a little bit just, just to get that pacifier. And then when they get that pacifier, they start tearing that pacifier up just like it's milk. <laughs> you ever seen that? Some of y'all probably were like that. I mean, they get that pal- Ain't no milk nowhere, but they just tearing it up just like, this is milk right here. Ain't no milk in there, but they just so hungry. But see, Jesus called being that hungry a blessing when it comes to the word of God. He said, blessed are you that hunger after righteousness. Why? You're going to be satisfied. You're going to be filled. You're going to get exactly what you need in order to be blessed in every aspect of your life. But again, you got some folk, and some of them probably in here, you think you grown. I said, you think you too grown to, to listen to somebody. Reverend Walker put on his pants the same way I put on my pants. You know what your problem is? You listen to everything that preacher got to say over there. And sometimes we will listen to, to stuff we ain't got no business listening to. But you need to understand that the reason he wanted him to hear instructions, if you don't hear instructions from your father, or your pastor. 
Some things going to happen that's going to ruin your life. I'm going to show you a few things. Just a few. Stay with me. I'm almost done. I want to start in Proverbs 15. Y'all still feel pretty good? I feel pretty good myself. But notice Proverbs 15. And 5. I'm finna hit you hard. Coming out the block. Well, I am. I'm just being honest with you. Y'all ready? Proverbs 15 and 5. First clause. A fool despises his father's instructions. A fool despises or hates his father's Help me. You ever got mad at the pastor because he told you to do something? Got one honest person. Well, two, three. There's no way you, you can sit up under what I teach and not get upset sometime. Why? Because what this Bible has in it, it's going to say some things. That's going to cause you to have to put your flesh under subjection and submit to the will of God. It's going to say some things that's going to mess with your whole house. That's just the Bible. You will get mad at the preacher even though it's Bible. And see, as a preacher, I have to have what the world calls tough skin in order to take it. Because it's going to come your way. Just like if, if, if somebody is not doing what I've told them to do, and I said, man, you ain't nothing but a fool. They'll be ready to fight me. But guess what? I'm giving them scripture. Man, you still a fool. And I've been telling you what to do, and you ain't did it yet. You ain't nothing but a fool. Say that again. Walk. See what I do. Be ready to fight. But look at this verse right here. A fool despises what? What? Instruction. If you get the word week in and week out and you still doing what you have been told not to do, you are a fool. You don't really believe in God the way you should when it comes to your heart. Why? Psalm 14 and 1 says, the fool has said in his heart, his choices, that there is no God. And then goes on to talk about folk. They are all corrupt. There is none righteous. Not one. Well, pastor can say what he wants, but I know what kind of man I am. See, you're a fool. If you talk, talk like that, you are a fool. Oh, that must there's certain things I say, you, you ain't going to get this type of teaching here well. Everybody can't handle this right here. I said everybody can't handle this right here. Only folk handle stuff like this right here, folk that just love the word of God and believe what Jesus said to the devil in Matthew 4 and 4. You remember what he said to the devil? Man shall not by what? But why did he say but by what? Ever. The good 
the bad, what makes you happy, or sad. Every what? In order, he's saying you're gonna get a you're gonna get a good meal from God's word, but it's gonna be diverse. Amen. Proverbs 19, we're going further. How many still love the past? Woo, I got some folks that love me, Lord. They may write me, but they and say different, but they love me right now. Oh, Lord. Hold on. Proverbs 19, 27. Ready? Cease listening. To instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. You'll become astray. You get to the point where you don't belong to nothing or nobody. You're just a stray. But it happens when you stop listening to a father's instruction. Oh, have mercy. You will stray from the words that will bring you out. Now, let me read this one more time. No, I, I want y'all to really hear because I'm finna drop something on you. It, it's just going to be, you got to be ready to hear what I'm going to drop on you. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of what? Lord have mercy. Lord, I dropped it. Now, oh, Lord have mercy. Woo, go with me to, uh, Lord Jesus. Hosea 4 and 6. I dropped it. She's listening to instructions and you astray from words of knowledge. And look at what Hosea 4 and 6 says about God's children. My people are children are destroyed for what? But look, notice this. Because you have rejected what? Notice destruction happens. But notice because they have rejected or they have strayed from what? I don't want that. I'm going to go somewhere else. I don't want that. So I'm just going to come to church when I want to. I'm going to go somewhere. But you're destroying yourself. Now Hosea 4 and 6 goes on to talk about how God would even separate himself from people that reject his word. He'll separate himself. I done told y'all before that I don't even want to cross the street without God or the Holy Spirit. I sure don't want him to say, hey, well, because you ain't been doing what I told you to do, me and you are done. Now you got some folks that, that would tell you he wouldn't do that. Yes, he would, but he, he'll do it based upon your actions. 
based upon what you do is is in his will that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. But when you start rejecting from him, you choose something else. You don't leave him a choice. Because you caused the separation. And when you're divided from God, desolation is going to happen. Emptiness is going to happen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I mean, I understand it. Let's go to Proverbs 15, last scripture. Did I tell y'all fathers had Father's Day? Notice Proverbs 15 and 5. Well, no, 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 no. We done already dealt with that. Notice Proverbs 13 and 1. Lord, I'm finna do a double take on you. Finna take you back to Proverbs 15 and 5. But notice Proverbs 13 and 1. A wise son heeds. Help me. But a scoffer does not listen to what? He got a lot of nerve talking to me like that. But he was using the word. No, he got a lot of nerve talking to me like that. A wise son, he's his father's what? You got to be wise. You got to put your flesh on the subject and say, you know what? This tear me up, but it's for me. You know, I don't like everything that he said, but one thing for sure is according to the Bible, so I got to do this. Who are you? A wise son or daughter. And so the bottom line, we need to listen, not just to any father's instruction, but to a father that is just. See, let, let me say this. See, before my father got saved or became just, a lot of things he said were right, but a lot of things he said was wrong or in contrast to God's word. Now, I'm talking about my daddy. He in heaven now. Thank God he got saved. But now, you have to look at yourself. A lot of things that your daddy said to you may have been right. But some of them were wrong too. See, if your life is going to be better, you have to have somebody in your life that is just. It, it, it's not just the blessing of having a father. It, it's the blessing of having an example of somebody that's, that's mature, that lives a just life. Because you, you got some men that listen to, to their daddy, and that's the reason they are homongers. Hold on. Liars. Cheaters. Low down. 
Oh, don't act like that. Some of us, we, we can name folk in our family that, that, that are fathers that are just low down. Brag on having 20 children and ain't taking care of not one of them. You know, he had 37 children, finished it, and didn't take care of not one of his children. I know I can't stay on this right here long. Because it'll offend some folk, but, but we need to know the truth. We need to know you can't look up to every man as a father. And, and sadly, the world now is, is looking at black men. And black men right now are at the bottom of the pole. Y'all holding on? Some of what they're saying about black man is a lie. They can't say that every black man is low down. Ain't doing the right thing. No, you need to hold your clout for a minute though. But some of the things that they're saying. You got black men that, that are in their 50s that still act like children. 50, 50 something years old and still act like children. Get mad at you for telling them the truth and they in their 50s and should be to the point to where they old enough to receive correction. And act like a child. They try to say black men don't like to work and that ain't true. We got black men in here that work well or good at what they're doing. But on the other hand, you got some black men that will not work. That depend on women that are on welfare to provide them somewhere to stay. Yeah, I'm going to get with old girl and see if she's going to let me just stay there. I'm going to just rest there for a while. And, and, and some of you. Some of, some, of, some of you women will allow these men to come in your house. They don't work, but allow them to stay in your house. They're just talking to the congregation now. Some of you looking at me on TV. You looking at me on the internet. I want you to know that that is not right because you are producing a sorry man. Won't work. You don't get much from your check, but he expects something from your check as well as free rent. That ain't right. And so even though the world is putting black men at the bottom of the pole, we shouldn't give them a reason to put us at the bottom of the pole. Because there are some good black men, some rich 
black men, some healthy black men, some black men that know how to take care of business 24 7. I'm going to stop right there. Let's give our God a big hand of praise.